Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Hey mamas, so it's really great to be back and I just wanted to kick off this episode with a really good reminder, something that I totally noticed this week and it was just a good reminder for me. Last episode or maybe the episode before that, I mentioned like seeing a video about how a mom in the, it's been going around TikTok as well, was like, yeah, one day your house won't look like a mess. Like it'll look like this one day, you know, all this stuff, like, cause you won't have kids. So like, enjoy the mess while you have them. And I was at my mom's house, um, yesterday, um, just like hanging out and I was looking around her house and it's like nice and neat and organized and even like Mia's toys are nice and neat and organized and her house is clean but she has her last child is graduating high school to you know this year not today (laughs) this year um 2021 Um, my sister is graduating she's a senior in high school and that's my mom's youngest kid and so of course her house is clean because there's no toys like they're they're not playing with toys they all have their own rooms with electronics their rooms are pretty clean themselves whereas you know i have a three-month-old and a two-year-old and my house is literally like all toys it's like baby blankets in different spots so i can just lay him down it's like elliot's play mat i'm literally like looking at my living room me is peppa pig play castle and then i see like a basket of laundry and you know it's chaotic because I'm working so like yeah the laundry's gonna get folded and put it away today and then after work I typically do like a quick straighten up of the living room um, however whenever Mia wakes up from her nap she's just gonna ruin it all over again really the cleaning up is just so I can have like 45 minutes of looking at a clean house and um I was thinking about two things. One, I feel really jealous of moms who have it together and I'm talking about mamas who like their houses are clean. Like I'm looking on Instagram and your kid's nursery is perfect. And I see that like you're hanging out in your living room and it's completely empty and clear except for the rug and make your kids laying on a blanket with one toy and your, your house is perfect. That's not my life. We have an overabundance of love and toys and stuff in my house. And honestly, we do need to kind of downsize on the toy situation and like clean up and go through it all. Um, but I don't feel like doing that right now. And, um, we even have like a lot of good storage for the toys, but it just seems like there's always still a mess. But I was reminded and, you know, I'm thinking about it, like this could be my last baby, could not be, can't make any guarantees. But if he is like, this is the last time for little messes. This is the last time for little things. And so I don't care if Chrissy has the perfect house and our kids on the perfect sleep schedule. Well, meanwhile, I'm like a breastfeeding, co-sleeping, messy house kind of mama. And you know what? I say embrace who you are. Like, we're not all meant to be, like, perfect and organized. Like, that's just not me. But how much fun do I have with my kids? So much fun. Like, how much, you know, am I conquering at work? I'm I'm doing pretty well. Like, you know, so the, gra- the grass isn't always greener and even if it is like this is your life and 
one day you won't have the mess. And like, I think that one day my kids are going to be old enough, you know, to know, like not to, well, one, they're not going to have as many toys because older kids don't really have toys. And two, I mean, that makes me sad. I love this age. It's such a fun and funny age because like Mia, um, who's like two and a half, can say a ton of words, but she says them kind of messed up and it's cute. And Elliot, obviously he can't talk at all. And he just like looks at me and smiles and like with so much love. So anyway, if you're one of those mamas that's just staring at your house and it's a mess, I'm there too. I'm staring at laundry too. Um, tackle one thing at a time, one day at a time, but just know you're doing your best and your kids love you. And that's all that matters. Um, but I will say the one thing that I like to keep clean in my house is my kitchen. If my kitchen is clean, I feel good. When it's not clean, I just do not feel good. Like I like to have at least my kitchen clean. Oh, baby's crying. Gotta go. So I don't know about you guys, but despite being at home, I'm still feeling very burnt out. And I mean like mentally, emotionally, sometimes even physically, just like worn out. And I think it's because um, there's just so much that has to happen every single day and so much that has to be planned for every single day. And honestly, this morning, I was having a really hard time um, with Elliot, who just like wouldn't go back to sleep, but he was tired, like just kind of fighting it. And I was trying to get some work done. And, um, you know, Ethan wasn't, wasn't up yet. And when he got up, I was like, I can't do this. I'm overwhelmed. And, um, that's when we kind of had to sit down and kind of, um, come up with some tools and some things to help make life easier, at least for the next 10 weeks and can hopefully extend past that. So, um, one thing we're going to do is try our hardest to get really, really organized, um, and to start our spring cleaning. Now, I know it is only January. However, it will be February next week, and I would love to have all of my spring cleaning done um, by my birthday. My birthday is March 18th, so that way, like, everything just feels good and organized and together, and I feel like one of the challenges we have as parents, especially with parents of littles that like don't entertain themselves, is that we don't have time to, there's no time to get everything done. So if you're someone who has acquired clutter, acquired toys, acquired things, then you need time to declutter. And that's kind of who we are. We need to declutter. Now, if you're someone who like started off organized, good for you. That's not my life. Um, so one way I'm going to be doing that is HelloFresh. And this is not a sponsored ad, so this is my real-life experience. I love HelloFresh. The recipes are easy to follow. The ingredients are always fresh, and they're always really delicious. And it's just going to cut down on something that I have to do mentally during the week. Because what I noticed is with me working um, and having the kids at home now is that I am getting like mentally just like what are we gonna have for dinner what do we have the ingredients for dinner and um having to do that on a weekly basis is actually kind of exhausting like trying to come up with new recipes and I'm spending time like on Pinterest and all the things to incorporate at least like one new episode episode one new recipe a week to um just to like spice things up and see if my family likes it before adding it to our rotation and with HelloFresh, it's going to be like 
always new recipes and it'll be fine and it'll help cut back on us eating out too because despite covid we are avid doordash users i'm saying instacart doordash our groceries get delivered and a lot of our food like if we eat out gets we rarely go pick up something unless it's from a restaurant that's not on doordash um and that's very rarely that we do that but we do doordash really frequently and i was just looking at our finances and was saying okay babe we want to eat healthier and what's happening in our household and i don't know if you guys can relate is one if you are a young mom and what i mean by that is like you're a mom and you have young kids so you haven't really figured out life yet i feel like as you get older not saying that you figure out life but you know certain things about your kids you know that their favorite foods are this this and this they won't eat this um you've kind of got your schedule down whereas for me as a mom to a two-year-old and a three-month-old i'm not quite there um I know Mia's favorite foods, and I know things she doesn't like, but there's a lot of food we still maybe haven't tried. Um, Like, for instance, last week, I've never... So I never grew up eating pork just because of just the way I was raised. It wasn't, like, allowed. Um, But Ethan grew up eating pork, and so I decided to make pork chops last week, and they turned out really good. And that was something I was like, oh, I could add that to the rotation. And... um, but I just never thought of it. And so when I look up recipes on Pinterest and things, I'll look like eat for like family, easy family dinners, or I'll look up like uh, easy crock pot meals. And a lot of it's the same kind of like pasta-y, ricey dishes, which is fine, but I can never think of any like ways to elevate the protein or to change the protein around. So hopefully HelloFresh kind of helps with that because we did do it before Mia was born and it helped my life out. And it was something we did when we were just like first married. Um, And so I will let you guys know how that goes. And I know it's going to go well. But as mamas, we tend to have so much on our plate. And um, I think I talked before about like lowering the expectations of what life looks like. And for me, just over these next couple of weeks, I know that that's something I'm going to have to do, kind of lower the expectations. Um, I'm not going to have the perfect home. I'm not always going to be on top of everything because this really is a season of growth. And whenever we're going through something that is hard and uncomfortable, it's usually for our good and we typically hate it. And so, um, I just challenge everyone to grow and to do something that maybe they're not comfortable with. Um, For instance, I at church am a part of a regular small group, and I'll probably still go to this one. Um, My husband and I attend one together, and it's good. I think it's really good for him because, like, he doesn't really talk to a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure if he has, like, a chance to, like, connect. So... I've gone to small groups by myself before. I'll easily do it, but he won't. However, I signed up for one to this time where I know like some of the people, but not all of them. And that makes me uncomfortable. That gives me like a little bit of anxiety. And I think it's just because I'm a perfectionist and I know my life is nowhere near perfect now, especially with two kids. And I feel like um, it's just going to be like a harder thing to do. But Typically, whenever you don't want to do something, whenever something's a little bit hard or uncomfortable, it's usually good for you. So 
I encourage you guys to do that. I also have a question about 2020 for you. 2020 for me and like for all of us was like a really hard year, but it was also a huge developmental year for me. And you know how as kids they have like um, leaps or like wonder weeks or aka like growth spurts where they're cranky, they're fussy, they're uncomfortable, and like they're growing and changing. I think of 2020 and even these next 10 weeks like that, that it was hard and messy and uncomfortable. And there are a lot of changes and things that went on last year. Some were really amazing. Elliot was born and some were really hard. Um, but when I think about that, I, I it kind of makes me feel like, wow, I just went through this huge change. I mean, made major life decisions, um, major goals and I don't know I was talking to another friend and she was talking to me about how 2020 did the same for her her, and how she's starting to do a whole new chapter in her life as well and I was like wow so if you guys have or like feel like that for you let me know because I think a lot of us are like entering the next level of our lives and it feels like that for me speaking of next level so i was um so i have to do a shout out so um one of the guys that one of a guy I went to high school with donovan smith is going to the playoffs with the buccaneers i'm the playoffs the super bowl and i'm really proud of him he was always like such a nice guy in high school and it's really exciting to just see like a local like someone i know like go far in life and to like make it to the super bowl like super proud of him rooting for him it's going to be so exciting to watch the super bowl game this year um because my 49ers aren't going and um the ravens aren't going so like all the teams i would care about are not going um the washington football team who my husband roots for isn't going so obviously it's exciting to have a team to root for, but it just made something happen in my life that I didn't really like. And it made me realize that I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And that's where we have to be careful. And what I mean by that is I realized that I'm going to be 28 years old, two years from 30. Um, and I do hear that your best life happens in your 30s, and I realize I'm still really young. I'm not like saying, oh my gosh, I'm old, but it did make me realize that there's goals I wanted to have accomplished before 30 that I haven't. And life, okay, there's two things about this. One, everyone goes and grows and does life at their own pace and differently, so you really should never compare one life to another. Two, a lot of my dreams and aspirations and things for myself um, changed over the course of my life. And um, three, you're never too old or too young to start doing what you want to do or what you're meant to do or what you're called to do. Um, There's so many people, I saw this good post that was like, so you don't want to start this uh, college program because it's going to take four years, but by the time you finish it, you're going to be 35. Well, regardless, in four years, you're going to be 35, so why not do what you need to do to be where you want to be instead of going like, oh, I'm too old, and that's true for any dream that you have. Like, if you want to be, like, let's say I wanted to be an actress again. I don't. It was an old dream from my past. You know, Tina Fey didn't get her break till she was older in life. Like, look at everybody, like Steve Jobs, everyone, like not everyone who is successful does it young. And I honestly think that, you know, here I am hoping that I have success in life, right? Like, I'm going to keep on keeping on and keep saying that I'm going to get to where I want to get in life, despite the fact that I'm married and have kids and all these other things.
but I'm glad that I have the wisdom that I have, you know, at 28 and probably like when I'm in my 30s that I wouldn't have had when I was younger, that if I would have been really successful really young, I don't think I would ever be able to manage that success. So um, everything ends up working together for our good, even if it doesn't feel like it. And I'm going to say I'm continuing to pursue my dreams, and I think you should too. And I don't think you should look at where other people are in life and um, be like, oh, I'm not good enough, or oh, I'm not there yet, or I thought I would be here by this time. I know my one of my best friends um, really wants to be married and have babies, but she's not, you know, she's not in a serious relationship right now. And so that's hard when, like, that's your dream, um, but it's not a race, like, your life story and, and how your life unfolds is meant for you. And, you know, on the flip side, like I wish I had some freedom sometimes and I don't. Um, or I wish my house was perfect. And I, I mean, it's not to say that you can't improve your life or you can't grow and develop because obviously I'm not expecting my home to be like perfect and spotless, but I am trying to get us onto, um, you know, better organized scheduled routines and um, get to a point where um, it's not so chaotic in my house. Um, but I just, I'm not Becky or I'm not Christina. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Lachelle. I'm not any, anybody. These are just random names, not actual people. Like I'm not them. So like their lives are not mine. Like what happens in my house happens in my house. And the biggest thing I want, I don't know if you guys can relate, is I just want for someone to be able to text me and say they're coming over and for me to not go into panic mode. Like, oh, let me clean the living room real fast. And that's the honest truth of my house because my living room is the most lived in it is where my work stuff is it's where Mia's toys are it's where like our main tv is although we do have a nice size tv in the basement as well that like I don't care if the play area in the basement's a mess we don't have to go down there unless one of my friends with their kids is coming then I'm like oh let me do that too I just want to get to a point where for instance my grandparents house is spotless all the time and I know if I were to stop by they, they don't have to do anything it's just spotless however it's just them two in a big house. And I think they have a housekeeper. So like that's not my love that's not my level of life. And I think you just have to embrace the level of life you're in. And if you're a messy house mama like me, you guys are my people and thank you for being a mess. Because that means I'm not the only one. Something else I realized and I saw on Instagram before we jump into like the actual topics for today. Um, is that somebody was saying that the best way to like do Instagram or like if you um, are like a content creator kind of like how I am is you don't have to have your whole house clean you just have to have your one recording spot clean and so you might see these Instagrammers with like a pretty background or like like the perfect little setup and that's because that's their setup spot and that spot is clean but if you were to take the camera and look around the rest of the room sometimes it's a mess at least one of the women I follow she was showing like no actually the rest of my house is not clean but this spot is and so that's just like a tip if you're ever feeling like these other moms are perfect now some are some are good at cleaning like that's their god-given gift and talent they have all the time in the world I don't know what you know, what's in their coffee is not what's in my coffee, but like, that's not me. Like, that's not where my time and energy is spent. Um, 
all the time. Um, I'm not trying to say like my house is like dirty because I do um, sanitize quite often where my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, all the door hand, door knobs, door handles, surfaces have to be cleaned again. And I do that like every day. But what I mean by that is that I'm looking out into my living room and I see toys and I see a laundry basket and it's not perfect. But hey, neither am I. It's just like, whatever. But they do say like when your house is clean or your your space is clean, you, you feel better and do better. And that's true for me. So I'm going to try to do better. That's all that was meant to say. I meant, I'm, I said a lot. I'm not sure what I said, but hopefully it was helpful. Okay, so now we have to turn our attention to God the Father. So, um, let me just give you the raw, real truth about what's kind of been going on in my life. And I will say trigger warning for anyone dealing with um, depression or anxiety. And I mean, like, this isn't going to be like gory or something scary, but it, I'm just dealing with um, depression and anxiety myself. And if I don't want to trigger anyone, I think you should be fine. But if you are in a fragile state, you can go ahead and skip about five minutes forward, probably. So um, the other night I had a really hard day at work and I mean really hard. And it wasn't like my boss or anything was on top of me, but I am a perfectionist in myself. So I saw how many cases um, that I had to complete, um, you know, and it wasn't like I had to do a certain amount by the end of the day, but in my head, you know, getting a certain number every day means that I'm doing a good job. So I'm trying to get this number done. And at the same time, I am holding my my son and he won't go to sleep. And I mean, like, every time I lay him down, he's right back up. And every time I'm, I'm holding him, he won't settle. And I'm having a hard time. And somehow I managed to still get a good number of cases done. But I'll tell you, at the end of the day, um, just from mentally doing that work, and then I was thinking about, like, cleaning the house. And I was thinking about, yes, this podcast. And I was thinking about, um, my mirror. I was just thinking about all of the things that I have to get done. And um, during the day, I had some moments that really made me upset. Uh, Mia asked me to play with her. I couldn't because I was working. I did stop for for five minutes to play and then said, okay, I have to keep working right now. Um, And she was upset. And then so I was upset. And then um, like at the end of the day, I didn't have the energy to make dinner. I looked at Ethan and I said, I can't. I, I literally cannot. I can't think. I can't do. I can't. And so we ordered dinner. And he had an hour of overtime, and um, it gets to a point where Elliot just won't go to sleep. And I'm telling you, my arms are just tired from holding him all day long, literally all day long, while I'm on the computer doing all of these things. And I broke because I felt like maybe he was overstimulated from being near the computer. I felt like maybe also he was overstimulated from his sister, like playing and touching and talking to him. I felt like he hadn't gotten more than an hour of sleep at a time like for a stretch and usually he could sleep for two hours he could you know he could give me a good hour stretch but it just wasn't happening and so I um literally just had a full-on breakdown panic attack I'm talking like cannot breathe um sobbing and sobbing and sobbing and I was scared in the moments because I was like I can't catch my breath I can't do this and I'm weeping and even just thinking about it makes me want to cry. And I'm going to say I'm not fully recovered from it. 
um, right now as I'm talking about it. Um, I still feel like, um, I just felt like this, this pain in the pit of my, like, I felt like uh, a pit in the, in the, in the middle of my stomach, like just, and then in my chest, just like pain. And it's that pain of unhappiness. And, um, I've, I felt it before and I know it's like when I'm extremely unhappy and, um, I'm just in a dark place. Right. And so that's kind of the feeling and I'm going, I'm crying and I'm at a point where typically when I'm walking through something, for instance, Ethan losing his job, um, gestational diabetes, all of these things. I'm walking, I walked through these things and I said, why me? And I always was able to say, well, you know what? One day this experience, I'm going to get through it. It's going to be like, this is a time for God to shine. This is a time for me to help other women who have gestational, like all this other stuff. But with this situation, I I said, God, I don't know why I'm going through this pain. And, um, I don't know why this is happening to me. I don't know why I feel like I've given, and it's very selfish the way I'm talking to you. I don't know why I feel like I've given so much. I was supposed to be done with this job more than a year ago. I was supposed to be done after I had the baby. I was supposed to be done. And yet here I am struggling to maintain it all. And I'll say like, um, I've been trying to elevate my marriage so that we can have more time together because it has been really hard with two kids. I have been trying to get on top of the house. I have been trying to just, my kids are my everything and I'm sure it's the same for you. So I've been really, really focused on making sure that like they know they're the most important things to me. They, they know like, like everything. Like they, I always give them my undivided attention. I, um, Except for some things, like kids do have to learn how to wait and that everything doesn't surround them. But I wanted them to know, like, I I intentionally always put down my phone. I want them, I don't want them to grow up looking at parents that are just scrolling, right? I want them to grow up with parents that are playing and engaged. And yeah, I might pick up my phone to respond to a text or to look something up or to check the weather or to find a recipe for dinner. But for the most part, I don't want my kid to see me like, I'm not like sitting with Mia and scrolling on Instagram that's not my jam. Um, and so anyway, I'm going through all of this and it's a very dark and scary place. And so my husband comes up and he's a fixer. So he's immediately trying to fix it. And I'm looking at him and I'm sobbing and I'm, I'm straight up telling him like, this is not fixable. It will not be fixed until I'm done with work. So I know this sounds pretty traumatic, but it's kind of like the truth and the um, the essence of really what happened. And so the next day, like wake up and I'm thinking I'm going to feel better and I don't like inside everything still feels just sad and just dark. And I think there's a couple of reasons why one is it's literally dark outside. Um. So like lack of vitamin D, lack of, and also just like, um, COVID fatigue. I think we all can get really fatigued from COVID because a lot of our coping mechanisms to deal with stressors are taken away. So like I was thinking, I really could just use a good Zumba class, which sounds kind of silly, but I really could just use the energy of being in a room with people and, um, getting my Zumba on and just dancing and having a good time and just knowing that I don't know when 
that's going to happen again is really disheartening. Um, there is hope as the vaccine rolls out, but there's still so much to consider with all of it. So anyway, I ended up listening to, uh, Elevation. I mentioned their church services before, um, and they were saying like, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. And like the expectations you put on yourself, God didn't put on you. And I was like, wow, I really am expecting a lot from these next 10 weeks. I'm expecting to be super everything. And it's not possible. And I think realizing that, unfortunately, you know, life looks this way for now, it's part of the process. And sometimes when you're in a dark place or in a dark space or unhappy, um, you can, there's two things you should do whenever you're in like a season of sadness or unhappiness is one, look to find the source. Um, obviously maybe it's hard times in your marriage. Um, maybe it's a hard season at work. Maybe it's, um, you're just dealing with isolation because of COVID or whatever it is. And think if there's anything you can do in your power to fix it, right? So like list out what you can do to fix the problem. So for me, I could sit down and look out, all right, how am I going to fix this problem? And honestly, some of it is like, you know, I definitely need to get outside more, even though it's cold, um, continue to see the friends that I feel comfortable seeing, um, exercise when I get a chance. Uh, it just is also hard because repairing my needs with the fact that I have a new baby and the fact that I'm working and the fact that there's COVID, it's a lot to deal with. So that brings me to my second point. After you figure out some of the things you can do, well, one, once you figure out what the issue is, two, you're going to look to see some of the things you can do. So what I can do to help myself through this tricky time is um, get outside, you know, three times a week, even if it's cold, even if it's for 15 minutes, even if it's for 20 minutes, get outside, breathe fresh air, continue to see friends, um, get active somehow. If that's a walk around the block, if that is doing a Zumba video, you know, get some endorphins. Um, I can't control the weather. I can't control winter. I can't, I can control the fact I'm at my job, but it would be pretty dramatic for me to just up and leave. Um, which is a possibility, but I'm not going to consider that right now. And then step two would be, so you've identified what's the problem for me. It's work and not, and winter. Honestly, it's working winter. I, I get seasonally blue. Two, you're looking at what you can do. And then three, look at what you can't do. I think a lot of times we try to fix everything and then some things just aren't fixable. Some seasons are just hard. And sometimes, especially like if you're having a hard time in your marriage, you can only control you. You can't control your spouse. You can't control their actions, their feelings, what they're going to do. So it would be you know a shame for you to to think like, well, if I just make him do this for me or do that, or like, you can't control them. And in this area, I can't control the fact that, you know, I'm here for, for 10 more weeks, right? I can't control that. And I'm making that, I can't. Um, and I can't control that that upsets me. Now, there have been many times in my life when I've been optimistic, one foot in front of the other, um, power through it. And I am trying my best to be that right now, but realistically I'm tired. I am spiritually, mentally, physically worn out. So 
Um, something that I can't control right now is that it makes me upset that I have to do this. And I know that sounds a little controversial. And I know other motivational speakers would say, of course you can, can control your upset. Change your mindset. Change your thinking. Right now there's so much going on in the world that I don't have the energy for that. And sometimes that's realistic. That you just don't have the energy to, to be positive. You don't have the energy to um, do whatever it is because you're burnt out, burnt out yourself. And when you acknowledge that some things aren't your fault and some things aren't in your control, you can kind of give yourself a moment of bereavement if you need to like be sad about it. Um, and then hopefully as you, after you've walked through that negative emotion, you can, you know, become hopeful again. So, so often we, um, as people and in this like self-help positive, um, era, era, we like downplay negative emotions and we, say like you can't feel this way you always have to power through and you you know it's you should be happy all the time you have a new baby or um you're so blessed be happy and all of these things and we're always telling people to be happy and yes the attitude of gratitude will will take you far and but it'll only take you so far and if you just ignore the negative emotions, one, they're going to build up, and two, you're not really dealing with whatever you're dealing with. And so I'm not somebody who really enjoys feeling this pain and this sadness. I'm not somebody who likes to walk through this at all. Um, and it's been a while since I've walked through a period where I've just genuinely felt sad. Um, but to just, to just like try to like, oh, but I'll be okay. It's all fine and dandy. Right now I'm not in that place. And I think it's okay to sometimes be like, hey, I'm not in the space for like over positivity, right? Right now I need to, to feel this emotion. It's kind of like a breakup. When you go through a breakup, you know, a lot of the times there's like a period of sadness where you kind of grieve the relationship. And if you don't, if you just are like, whatever, I mean, it could hit you later. And I know that like when I went through a breakup I had before I dated Ethan, um, well, I didn't do that. I definitely bawled my eyes out. Um, I did go through a phase where I was like, screw this, screw everyone. And then out of nowhere, like it just hit me in the middle of a event I was at at school. It was our school did like um, thing called um Mount Scott Talent so it's like America's Got Talent and this girl sang this breakup song and I was my face was in my best friend's lap and I was just sobbing and I couldn't control it like obviously I was in a room full of my peers I didn't want everyone to see me like crying and breaking down but like whatever could not control it and that will happen if you don't deal with the negative emotions in your life your frustrations um Unfortunately, a lot of the tips that I would say are healthy ways to cope with negative emotions, get outside, exercise, um, are hard to do in the winter, and then on top of it, hard to do in COVID. So I'd say find one little thing you can do that's just for yourself, and also allow yourself to feel whatever you have to. And that's kind of what I'm doing with this. Um, I could try to be happy positive, but I looked at my husband today and I was like, I don't have it. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think so. And I don't know when I will be. Um, I'm going to, I'm still going to get up tomorrow. I'm still going to take care of the kids. We're still going to keep going through our routine. I'm still going to do work, but right now I need to be upset about this. And you have the right to be upset over some things. We act like all the time you being upset is you being ungrateful or you being, I don't know 
you know, yeah, mostly just like ungrateful or you should try and be positive. And that's not realistic. Sometimes you need to be mad. Sometimes you need to be sad. Sometimes you need to walk through that to get to a point where you can say, okay, I'm done with this negative emotion now. And then you can channel your energy. But if you're burnt out, that's just not going to happen. And especially, and I feel like a lot of us are just burnt out. And I would say just like rest and do the best you can for you. Um, it's okay to let some things slip, like like the house and things like that, if you're getting yourself together. And um, yeah. Now, before I have all you lovely mamas hop on here and say, mm, are you suffering with postpartum depression or I don't know, anything like that, I will say that, you know, in the midst of all of my emotions that happened the other night, I went ahead and took a postpartum quiz and it says like I have, I'm at moderate risk to have it. So no, I don't, um, you know, I can still see the good. I can still laugh. I'm not like sad, sad. It's just that the circumstances that are going on right now have really worn me out and really made me tired. And, um, the other thing is I'm going to mention this for any mamas who are postpartum, even like up to a year or two or however far out you are. Um, one, okay. So I was watching the show teen mom. Okay. I know it's not the classiest show. However, I love a little bit of trashy reality TV and this one's not that trash. Okay. It's kind of trashy. So what are the girls? Um, her name is Telsey and she has, she's like one of the more put together girls, but, um, in one of the seasons she was dealing with a lot of anxiety and panic attacks and things like that. And, um, she shared something that I thought was true and it's that she realized that it was a lot of the factors were because she was still nursing, like still breastfeeding and like it was some sort of form of postpartum. It came in the form of anxiety. And if you are a breastfeeder, extended breastfeeding, your hormones are still kind of not, they're still kind of out of whack for a while. So even if you think, oh no, my kid's one years old, I can't have postpartum. That's not true. And it's especially not true if you're nursing. If you think like, why are my emotions so erratic? It's like, well, your body's still doing a lot. So give yourself grace and a break. And so I was talking to Ethan about this. He was like, well, you must be going through a lot of hormonally because you're a mess. And it's true. I am a mess. Um, but I'm also only three months out. And they, and I was researching that normally your hormones don't kind of fall back into balance until around six months postpartum. And then even then, if you're nursing, you're still out of whack. So that could be a contributing factor. So if anyone's feeling like what is going on with me, um, it could be hormonal and you can maybe address that hormonally. The thing is like for me, um, some women don't deal with it or some women do really well with birth control and it helps regulate them. Um, birth control makes me crazy. So like, I am somebody who like birth control does not regulate me. Um, and so I've decided like never to take any form of it ever again, like, and just not in like, just deal with whatever repercussions come with that. Um, yeah. So that's just another update. If you are like, mm, I'm really struggling and I don't know why, or is this depression? Is it postpartum? Is it something? It could be a form of all of it. Is it like COVID depression? It could be, um, it could be all of it. So yeah, if you're still nursing, your hormones are not regulated yet, just so you know. So it's okay if you feel a little crazy sometimes, cause I mean, you can't help it. 
So I know I've been talking a lot about like these negative emotions and all these other things, but one more thing I want to say about it is I was up last night and um, feeling like a little bit anxious um, and sad. And I'm, I'm typically the type of person who, when I wake up to feed Elliot, like I'm half asleep, feed him, he goes back to sleep, I go right back to sleep. But I was just kind of anxious, so I couldn't fall right back asleep. And so um, I was getting on the Bible app and I was like, well, let me let me start reading. And I found a new plan. So if you don't have the Bible app, it's the U version Bible app. Um, you can get it on any device. And it has Bible plans based off of whatever. So like daily devotionals and whatever. So I, I picked one. Well, it was just... Um, it was just in my feed, like on my screen, like on my homepage. So I just clicked on it and it was talking about dealing with negative emotions and how, um, you, a lot of times as humans or as people, we do two things. We either fall into old habits to deal with the negative emotions. So like it could be drinking, it could be, um, shopping, it could be, um, I don't know, whatever is like what the thing you do that's negative to deal with that emotion. And I, for me, it's shopping for sure. Um, because I am somebody who loves a new outfit and I always center buying a new outfit around like a thing. Like I'm buying this outfit to do X, Y, or Z because X, Y, or Z, um, and whatever. So it's always like an exciting thing. And, um, right now when I was talking to Ethan and about like, what can make me feel better? It's not like here, cheer up buttercup. It's like, no, I'm really, really bent out of shape. I'm really sad about this. Um, and I do well, if it's not going to fix it, I realized that what's going on is I'm overloaded, overstimulated, overwhelmed. And, um, I'm carrying too much. And what I'm carrying is all of the fears and anxieties and things. I'm carrying the fear that I'm not being a good enough mom right now. I'm carrying the fear that, you know, leaving work is a scare. It's a risky situation at the end of the day. Having two incomes is safe. I'm carrying, um, like a lot. I'm carrying around. And also, since having a baby, I don't, I haven't wanted to say this, but I get anxiety about everything. And I mean, like, anything bad that could happen. I just like have hyper anxiety over it. And I wasn't like that before having kids, but then, you know, it got kind of like that with Mia and got worse after Elliot. And I realized that what I'm, what I'm doing is not trusting God with my life or my kid's life. And that's kind of, um, an issue. I need to believe that, you know, God gave me my kids, God gave me this life, and I need to believe that it's going to be good. And God wants us to live life and to live it abundantly. Jesus came so that we could live life and we could live it abundantly. And that means to be abundantly financially secure, abundantly full of joy, abundantly sleeping in peace, like everything that I'm not doing right now. And so um, I decided last night that I just needed to hand it over to God. I needed to hand over some of it to my husband too and say, look, these are the things I cannot deal with. Can you just tackle them for me? And then for the rest of it, I'm going to leave to God. And I woke up this morning feeling a lot better. And so I don't, 
I'm not sure if that'll help you if you're walking through something, but maybe sit down and think like, am I really trusting God with my life and my, my kids and everything? And part of it is that I'm trust, I wasn't trusting that this is what's best, um, for my family and that God's going to carry us through it. I was like, this is miserable. So like, whatever you're walking through, I think you should, um, definitely try to hand it over whatever you can to God. And I woke up this morning feeling a little better, um, actually a lot better. And I'm hoping today goes great. Um, the other thing that I was reading was it's okay to rest. I was, we like over as a society, we praise being tired. We praise hard work. We praise overextending ourselves. And even with our phones, we are constantly available to everyone. Um, if somebody calls you, you call them back as soon as you see it or you text them back as soon as you see it. You don't have to do that. It's okay to win the day to respond. Everyone doesn't need to have access to you 24-7, um, 365. And on top of that, we don't need to be... I'm taking a social media break because Facebook is so toxic for me. So many posts about people who are sick or kids who are sick, people who are poor. There's so much good on Facebook, like, oh, my baby's here, happy, happy, joy, joy. And then there's so much bad and it's just a weird place. I don't, I do not like Facebook. So I'm doing that as well. But, um, rest when you need it, take care of yourself when you need it. And I realized I mentally need to rest. And I was feeling bad because I was like, I'm going to, I've took off a day of work last week and I left early on Monday to run to the store before the snow. And then I was like, "Mm, I might be leaving work early again today. And it's really like, well, one, I'm not doing this job long-term. So uh, I don't know how much I should care about that. And two, I'm exhausted. I've got two kids. It's COVID. I'm tired. I feel like this episode was all about me being dramatic <laughs> because now I feel fine. But when I was really upset, I felt it in that moment. Um, I'm also a morning person, so like I always feel good between the hours of five to noon, and then like at three p.m. to like six p.m. it just goes downhill. Um, I made a TikTok and I was like, I'm fine in the morning and I'm fine at night, but from three to six p.m. I want to fight because I I do I get like cranky from three to six I think I need a nap or an afternoon coffee like I get hungry at three o'clock and then it's like I know I'm gonna cook dinner at five o'clock so I don't know what to eat and then my arms are typically around three o'clock is when I have both my my kids back what I mean by that is that Ethan usually what takes me downstairs and she takes a nap in like the play area from like one to three about roughly and so around three I have Elliot I have Mia and I'm hungry and I'm you know I get off of work at 2 30 2 45 sometimes 2 50 so I have anywhere between 30 to 10 minutes 10 to 30 minutes to just breathe which is not enough time if I'm being honest I like will try to catch up on a show real quick or like something and then as soon as I sit down I realize I'm hungry and then Mia comes upstairs from downstairs and she's like mommy she wants to play and then I'm just cranky because it's like wait I didn't get my snack yet I didn't I didn't even get to press play on my episode like and so anyway 
but um, we do have some exciting stuff coming up on the podcast and just with Christian Mom Uncensored in general that I'll be sharing with you guys um, next week. So stay tuned. And um, yeah, don't forget to give us a five star. Give us, give me a five star review on Apple. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Um, Apple, Spotify, uh, I think it's on Stitcher. I think literally wherever you can get podcasts you should be able to get this one. And um, yeah, I hope to chat with you guys soon. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.